Hello everyone and welcome back to Chronic But Iconic. Today we are talking to the wonderful Faith Abbott. Now she is amazing, amazing and she suffers with Graves disease. So this is great to have her talking on today because she'll share a lot of wise words, a lot of advice and share her own struggle and story. So I really hope you enjoy and, and you know, reach out to her because she's amazing. Hey. Podcast. Thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for coming on today, Faith. I really, really appreciate it because I know how busy you are. Well, we are all busy and podcasts are so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much. But to start off with, if you could just give um, the listeners a bit about yourself, a bit of introduction, that would be amazing. Sure. So um, my name is Faith Abbott, although I'm getting married in a month. So (laughs) my new last name will be Ashenbin, which I can be kind of confusing. But hey, they both start with an A. So Um, yeah, I um, actually live in Austin, Texas. And um, I suffer from a autoimmune disease called Graves disease. Yes. So, um, in I relapsed um, with Graves' disease, but I was initially um, diagnosed in 2012. Right. So everything was kind of fine, and then January came along, and I had a bit of a relapse. And so since then, I have started to post about my journey online, yes. and it sort of gains traction and. Um, that's kind of like a summary of where I am now yeah of course and and I think it's great and and people don't realize how much courage it actually takes to start being quite open and raw about our journeys because often we find our chronic illnesses as like an embarrassment so for you to sort of come out and be you know such an ambassador is is all credit to you you're doing a great great job well, thank you. Yeah, it was a little bit weird, for lack of a better word, at first, because a lot of people who follow me on social media don't really know that part about my life. So yes. I felt it was a bit strange to kind of... Um, even people that I knew that started messaging me, thank so much for... I also struggle with X, Y, and Z no idea yeah um so it was really cool to kind of connect on that level of course yeah definitely and where do you find your main source of sort of inspiration for you to be sort of an ambassador was it the fact that you know you didn't want other people going through the same as you were going through or you wanted people to feel less alone and less embarrassed um me I felt like when I initially relapsed I was going from doctor to doctor to doctor and time and time again I was being told that everything was fine that maybe I should just you know like relax my levels look normal have I tried you know taking some time off and just um 
going on a vacation yeah. or having an extra glass of wine or just kind of chill. And it felt like to me, people were trying to make it out to be like it was in my head. And so yes. I said, okay, well, this can't be an isolated incident. There's got to be so many other people who have, if you will, an invisible illness who feel like there isn't really an answer or a solution because practitioners are telling them that everything looks quote unquote normal. So I said, let me just kind of put the entire journey out there of trying to find yes. an answer and sort of give people hope that there is an answer out there and you have to keep pushing forward and that it's normal that a lot of people tell you that there's nothing wrong with you because when people can't see what's wrong with you and it's not um you know like the traditional lab work that they're used to they sort yes. of just throw their hands up and say well like sorry it can't help you and that's just the reality of where we're at with the research that we have and what's accepted by insurance um, at least for here in America and I'm sure it's relatively similar with the NHS so yeah you're sort of limited you know by the system you fall through the cracks and you have to pick yourself back up and I wanted to share that so that other people who have accepted their really like negative reality if you will and said this is just my life now can kind yes. of pick themselves back up and just say no actually like I deserve to feel good there are people who yes. help me I just have to look harder so that's why definitely definitely and like you said it's so so difficult when you know the the medical community who are supposed to help you and shed some light on the situation just basically want to say that you're depressed and crazy and give you a pill and, and out you go and when they can't seem to solve it they almost shift the blame onto you yep. and it just it breaks you down because you know deep down that there's something deeply wrong but you almost want to believe the doctors and you've got your family trying to believe the doctors and they're looking at you thinking, is she just attention-seeking? Is it just depression? And it's, it's a very, very heartbreaking sort of cycle to go through. So obviously raising awareness and being able to find the courage to speak out really does help other people going through it because if they can start thinking, oh, my symptoms are similar to this. Maybe I need to question the doctors on this symptom, that symptom, the other symptom. It helps the doctors as well because people are going in a bit more aware, a bit better educated. And it means that we're not sort of just putting up with being told to take a pill and walk out the door. We're actually saying, no, we feel like this. We're not getting any better. Help me. A hundred percent. I agree with that. And I think the current mindset, especially in America, is treat the symptom, not the root cause. And so yes. we have all the pills in the world to numb a feeling, whether it's emotional or physical. And it's rarely, rarely getting to the root cause. And when you have, you know, an autoimmune disease or some sort of chronic illness, it's very complex and it, and it requires a holistic approach in the sense that it requires your mind, your body and every single system and every single cell and really digging down deep. And that's not where mainstream medicine is. And so unfortunately, in order to have access to practitioners who are willing to, if you will, think outside of the box, 
Um, yes. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to, unfortunately, spend more money. You have to spend yes. more time. You have to traditional approaches that, because they're not mainstream, can seem a little bit, you know, the way that it's portrayed in the media, for example, people who um, do non-traditional approaches, it's portrayed like these people are a little bit crazy. And I think that's yes. the, stigma, the stigma that we have to break. And so, you know, for me, I love to talk about these quote-unquote non-traditional approaches that I'm trying because I, I want to normalize and bring legitimacy to these approaches that are necessary, I believe, for people who have chronic illness because you have to attack it with a multi-pronged approach and unfortunately a pill very rarely is going to solve it it can help especially with some of the symptoms that are very debilitating but yeah it can't be the only thing that you use most of the time Definitely. not all the time but probably most of the time um for people who have a chronic illness and um it's definitely a a difficult battle where you have to really, really advocate for yourself and trust your own intuition and trust what your body is telling you and remind yourself that you're not crazy. Like you said, it's not in your head. And despite yes. all of your peers who might start to chat about, oh, is this person maybe depressed or are they just obsessing about it? You know, we have to fight that stigma and, and bring legitimacy to kind of all of that, the invisible illness, the treatment, the non-traditional approaches, etc. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think it is important about obviously alternative medicine sometimes being seen as like the crazy approach. And it really is because obviously the doctors know the money is in pills and if they can give us pills, then that to them is doing their job whereas alternative medicines are so much better for people with autoimmune diseases where their body doesn't know what's toxic and what isn't and some of these pills are very very harsh on the body and often it just sends the body haywire because it doesn't know what it's doing from right or wrong because it's so confused in itself that obviously treating with herbs and you know, even exercising can be a massive, massive yep. part of healing for some people. Yeah. And it, it's it's all sort of moving forward. But like you were saying, you have to be so open about it over like social media pro uh, profiles and platforms so that other people can see what's going on and how you're improving to give them the faith and the, the hope that they can also go down these routes and, and find some relief. A hundred percent. And I think the problem is with a lot of these holistic um, or alternative forms of medicine, because there's not enough data on, yeah. you know, so that's for me a big reason why more traditional Western medicine doesn't quote unquote prescribe it because they can't yes. legally say to their patient, well, I think this form of meditation or mindfulness is going to quote unquote cure your problem. Um, so, yeah. you know, and, and again, it depends on the practitioner you see because I see um, a functional medicine doctor who does not operate okay. within the parameters of insurance. So she doesn't have any parameters around her downside yeah. and the downside that there are two downsides one our insurance doesn't cover it so um 
of course that out of pocket and the other downside is that I had to take a medical leave at work and if our treatment isn't a pharmaceutical it is not a valid plan to insurance companies and so you don't qualify for uh oh my gosh that's crazy I didn't know this well no I'm not surprised and to me I think okay well you know health is most important fair enough but there are so many people who message me on social media saying I'm so happy you know that like you're working with this doctor and these alternative things are working for you but what about if you can't afford it and yes. therein lies the problem to me because we have now this whole um, up and coming sector in the medical field of functional medicine and nature paths and um, chiropractors and at the same time is in of course health insurance and and I'm sure you know I, yeah. I'd venture to say that it's similar with the NHS I yes. don't think that they would cover functional medicine and nature paths and all that and you're left again falling through the cracks of the system so it's not just about saying oh access this doctor they can help you it's about finding resources for people who can't afford it or yes. can't leave work because the treatment plan isn't valid for them and and so there are there are a lot of um bigger issues at play that i advocate for you know where are these resources that people can utilize because without it they can't properly heal yeah definitely and I think people find it difficult as well when they they sort of go to the doctor and the doctors seem to think that like a standard protocol works for everybody um, and they forget that we're all so unique and our bodies react differently mm. with different things. Whereas like alternative medicines are often and, and sort of treatment protocols are all sort of tailored around the person individually. And that's what we all need. So I think I think that's yeah. really, really important. A hundred percent. Everybody is so so intricately different in your experiences and even the like that mind body connection like your emotional yes. experiences and traumas whether it be physical or emotional all the whole understanding of the no um the more Western medicine practice when I've had these gut issues, which I had for yes. so long, and not once did anyone ever really try to get to the root of it because the understanding isn't there. And of course, right. I since then saw a functional doctor, and she actually said, Let's start with the gut. Um, and because while a lot of other people might have the same symptoms, they don't have the same bacteria or fungus that's living in my body. Yes. Individual. But insurance won't even recognize them. Insurance won't recognize the medicine that I'm taking for treatment. I mean, the whole thing has just been crazy to maneuver. So um, I think you're absolutely right. It's about getting like I said on a cellular level yes. and kind of going back extensively through the past and revisiting things like emotional and physical trauma and visiting things like the 
in your body and the food you've eaten and the places you to instigate this flare up or this underlying chronic illness, whatever it is. And that is not the experience you get when you go to a traditional doctor. Not that it's their fault. They don't have the time. They can't yes, take the of time. They can't. So, you know, it's again. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> Yeah, and what would you say sort of your worst symptom was, like, day-to-day? So, um, obviously, the thyroid effects, I mean, there's thyroid cell receptors, I mean, on yeah. every single organ, and um, for me, I was having a... It's very important that I am on my levels as much as I can be, so that nothing falls out of whack yes. if you will so in 2012 I had a radioactive iodine treatment which obliterated my thyroid because the thyroid organ is the only organ that absorbs okay. iodine and so I swallowed a radioactive iodine pill which my thyroid absorbed and then died oh, um, for lack of it so it was sort of instead of surgery um, so the organ is there but it, it will function without medication as I mean, the most extreme hypothyroid is basically nothing. So I take a medication, which is a synthetic thyroid hormone. And um, for the most part, the medication is pretty easy because a lot of people take it. um, Once you find a good dosage, you pretty much stay on that unless you have significant hormonal changes like pregnancy or extreme weight gain or loss or anything like that. So that's been fine. However... When December came along in 2018, I had a really stressful month. I could feel that my was really, really abnormally tired in a way that I hadn't been for a while. And I had to continue to push myself because I had all these obligations like family weddings and family trips. For a while. And I was just um, doing a lot. And so I thought I, I didn't. I just thought, wow, I really need to chill when I get back home and rest. I got home in January and I was so tired. I was, I was in bed for like maybe three weeks and I couldn't get out of bed to do anything. Like my fiance had to bring the meals to the bedroom because I was oh, no. so tired. And I thought, well, this is strange. I, you know, maybe I'm just like, yeah. you know, as a normal person does, they eventually they gain their strength back so I thought "Hmm, yeah I'll gain my strength back but it continued to persist and so I said well better go to a doctor so as always I went to my endocrinologist and I said let's delve into my thyroid I obviously something is wrong and she said no 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 everything is fine we'll do some further tests your cortisol and I don't know everything was fine so I thought okay, well, um, I guess I'll just start testing for other autoimmune diseases, which, well, I'll just start going to random specialists and like, I mean, what do you do when you know that something is wrong, but there's no one who can help you. So I kept getting turned away. Like I had doctors who literally said to me, like, I can't help you. And so I had everything from t- 
take this anxiety medication, to take this amphetamine, to take this antidepressant, to why don't you try a multivitamin? <sighs> why don't you drink more wine and chill? Because maybe I'm just a hypochondriac, oh, no. which is what they said to me in the emergency room. So I said, uh-uh, like, I know that something is yeah. wrong. And that's when I launched the Instagram. And I started connecting with um, other people who had chronic illness and specifically lived in Austin, Texas. And I said, who... This entire time, my worst symptom, I would say was twofold was extreme fatigue like can't get out of bed can't shower fatigue and also I developed anxiety not luckily struggled with outside of these thyroid problems and so for me it was really because I was unfamiliar with the feeling and I had no coping mechanisms because I had no control over my body I did start to think, am I just going crazy? Like, is it in my head? Because these symptoms of anxiety and fatigue are... Are just crazy, yeah. Yeah, you can't measure it. So how do I, besides saying, you know, I feel 10 out of 10 tired, which is arbitrary. So, um, of course, then I went to a new doctor who um, did more digging and then said, I am so surprised that your endocrinologist did not catch what's going on my body wasn't converting my thyroid hormone so you know there was that there was just obviously my gut was and has been completely broken oh no yeah and it was like a million like I wasn't producing any endorphins um my some medicine that I had been put on for a while was affecting my production of any neuro dopamine or serotonin I'm not detoxing at all I mean I'd been on been put on so many medications that when I decided to stop and get to the root of the problem I had all of these side effects and the worst being that I wasn't converting my thyroid hormone so there was yeah. just so much going on and it took so much testing and people who were willing to look on a cellular level start to help me kind of build back up these functions naturally which has made a huge difference yeah definitely and I think what other people don't understand is you know when you have gut problems it's just the worst because your whole body is out of whack Mm -hmm. and I don't think people understand until they have gut issues how like debilitating they are no they don't and I struggled a lot a lot I would say like probably one of of having a chronic and visible illness to defend your symptoms because people around you you feel the judgment whether or not they're trying to make you feel it it's not like you're being hypersensitive you feel when people are thinking why doesn't she just like stop you know why is she so weak or why is she obsessing about it why is she as i've heard micro focusing like just don't think about it so much and it's 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 ignorance it's not anyone's fault no one's really most people aren't trying to make you feel the way that you're made to feel but it's the repercussion of people not experience you know they've experienced a cold or they've experienced yes strep throat but that you know you can kind of suck it up and you can take Tylenol and you can go to work if you have to yeah it's not debilitating and so the judgment was 
really the most difficult and has been throughout this process the most difficult variable even more so than the physical pain and the emotional pain and just the sheer fact that I you know pretty much had to leave my job like the worst part is feeling that judgment and there were a couple of incidences of people who were outright just like very rude and negative about it and it's but you know like again I think talking about that and saying yeah you can't you can't focus on that judgment you can't let it get you down because it is a repercussion of these types of illnesses not being as widely recognized and like the sort of debilitating factor of it not being sort of advertised enough and so not that we should have a lot of conversations about how negatively feeling but I think there needs to be the awareness so that people around us are more supportive and we don't get definitely books or comments about suck it up or is it in your head and stuff like that yeah definitely and like you say you know people see us in the flesh and they think well what's wrong with her Mm -hmm. like she looks fine but they Mm -hmm. don't realize that that's like two seconds of your day and that how much energy and effort it's taken for Mm. you to you know put up that brave uh, smile on and head out into the world and act like you're okay but deep down like you're in so much pain and you're so tired and but you don't want people to see that because of course you don't want to spread negativity either we only want to you know spread positivity and that you know we're dealing with things and I think it's very hard sometimes when it's kind of like a double-edged sword in the sense that you want people to understand but at the same time you don't want to be seen as negative all the time and the person that's always Mm. in tears or always moaning about their pain so it makes it very very difficult I couldn't agree with that more and I think that's a sentiment that you know everyone who's been in that position feels because you know I obviously you broadcast your journey on Instagram so when you're telling your friends that you're dying in bed but yet you post an Instagram of yourself on a walk with a dog they think well you know why are you saying you're so sick if you can get up and walk and what they don't realize is that I had to get up and walk because I left the emergency room yesterday and I you know my body none of my rhythms in my body are working they said I had to walk three steps around the house yeah I had to get in the sunlight and actually I had to take a beta blocker to bring my heart rate down because the anxiety of getting out and all of these horrible debilitating weird things that I've never yes. felt are happening and actually what they don't realize is I'm in bed for two days after that because like that you know five steps alone caused so much exhaustion and it's isolating and it's frustrating coming from someone who used to work out high intensity every day and there's all these things on the back end and you're right people say how are you doing and sometimes you you just say the truth and then you feel like oh am I gonna lose my friends because all I do is complain about how I feel so yeah constantly back and forth in your mind battling this inner feeling trying to portray that trying to live a normal life which is not easy and it all plays into the judgment that you feel from people and this sort of like inner battle and weight that you're constantly having to carry and it's harder than what you know your friends are experiencing so it's just difficult 
definitely and and going on to sort of friends and family have you had a strong support system around you or have you felt that you know you've lost quite a few people because of lack of understanding I'm really lucky because um so my fiance and I in September of 2018 and so I sort of got sick a few months after yeah so I'm lucky because a lot of reasons my fiance has been amazing because I've taken a really scientific approach to all of this and I've really spent my time advocating he's had a really great view on everything that we're talking about he's someone who's very type a someone like me who went to the gym every day who worked super hard who was social who went out and did things without a care in the world and then he saw me on in the bed like the fact that I wasn't getting up and doing the things that I love alone was enough of an indication to him that something was super wrong but beyond that he's reported my endeavors to you know go do alternative treatments I mean there's weird treatments out there and believe me I've tried everything so he's been super supportive of it and my family is the same yeah my family has been you know, they're very um, into healthy living. They do the same stuff as me with like the water filters and the detoxing, all organic, all of that. So they completely support and understand the importance of lifestyle and alternative um, medicine. And they've just been fully on board with all of the quote unquote crazy treatments that I that take time that I've been doing. Um, yeah. And I'm probably one of the most lucky people um, with autoimmune disease because I have a support system. I'm able to take this time off work. I'm able to access these doctors and um, I'd love to see everyone get that experience because not one person deserves it more than others so you know of course of course and and like you're saying you're you're very very lucky because a lot of people um, find it hard to fund treatment they find it difficult to be able to give up work some people have to work through these things and, Mm. and that's soul destroying in itself it is you know I tried to work with it um for a while and what I realized was I really needed the space to heal and that was it conducive to and you know to a lot of people it sounds like oh well what a luxury to you like again the judgment of like are you really that that you have to take that time and to me it was like I understand so intricately what my body sort of tells me that it needs and I just felt like I needed this space because I'm so in tune with my symptoms I have to be that I felt like I needed space and the month the first month that I left work honestly in that month the improvement that I made you're talking about was like six months I was working and I was just slowly getting worse and worse and worse and then I left work and all of a sudden it was like you know I'm I'm sitting here talking to you for one (laughs) um I am able to go to the store I'm able to cook I'm even able to go out to eat like that's amazing everything you know it's it's still a long road because healing always is but the fact that so many of these symptoms um have subsided I feel like having the mental space to just fully focus on healing and being very peaceful and putting all my energy into that has been so important and instrumental to my healing so I I think that that is a huge component and unfortunately like you said some people can't take that and I do think that hinders 
the healing process when you're adding yeah. extra stress and more adrenaline that's putting your body in a state you know and fight or flight as opposed to rest and digest it can't heal when you have yes all of those sort of hormones that you don't want firing away you know so yeah of course and and like you were saying you know it's not almost like you've just given up work and not doing anything you're constantly on social media you're constantly sharing your story and your own journey and that in itself is a lot of hard work so you should give yourself credit for that yes um it is and I had I underestimated how much it would take but honestly it is work but it doesn't feel like it because um, yeah it's so honest it's you know it's empowering to be able to share your story and knowing that I really want to advocate for this and yes. it's just sort of a great platform to start doing that on and start to become um, more of an advocate in the field and connecting with people who are doing similar things. So um, that's definitely been a really worthwhile way that I've spent my time because my personality is so type A and I'm such a doer. It's really hard yes. for me to just not do anything. Yeah. So while yeah. healing in itself is a full-time job, I liked, for my own sanity, being able to channel these experiences for the way that I learned, just being able to like summarize it and post about it and help other people. That's been sort of part of my healing journey. And I think it's just like whatever, like you said, every treatment has to be individualized. So it's whatever works for you, but just understanding like what you need to maintain your sanity in a period of where you need to be slow, I guess, and slow down. So, yes. So what would your sort of three main tips be to the listeners really that may be suffering with a a chronic illness or an invisible illness? Um, That is a good question. So I would say um, one, to make sure that you always are listening to your body above all else because your body is smarter than anyone's opinion and it's the smartest thing that we know um so if it's telling you something you need to listen um even when other people try to get you down um I think too is to learn what being a patient advocate means for you so like for me you know it means asking the right kinds of questions asking for the right kinds of labs questioning the treatment not necessarily doing it just because someone gives it to me looking for the right kinds of doctors and referrals are is to put my doctors in touch and they even correspond with each other um yeah on my treatment plans which is very productive so i think understanding how to advocate for yourself as a patient and be confident in doing so um and i think my what would my third one be i think my third one would honestly be which we touched on just give yourself space and time to heal yeah um and knowing that you know healing is possible and you do deserve to feel better once you make that instead of like well this is my life I have to take this pill to move along and I don't really feel great but that's fine this is as good as it gets I think your mindset should at least try to be you know I deserve to heal I deserve to feel good and I need to create a space where that's conducive 
to doing so. And so if that means removing um, certain activities, certain people, um, really anything that hinders that. Yes. I think that that's important and that your health is the single most important thing for your life to be successful. So you need to prioritize it above all else and there shouldn't be guilt um, or shame surrounding that. So those are really like the three biggest lessons that I've yeah. personally learned. And definitely, my like obviously, you just mentioned guilt there, and I mean, I know that I battle with this a lot, and I know other people do, where they just feel a huge amount of guilt for you know being a drain on their family or giving time for themselves. It's almost like we don't deserve it. Mm. And it's very difficult to sort of change that mindset. But like you were saying, you know, you've just got to think about your health. And that's the, that's the big thing. You know, if you are free, you're not going to be able to be the version that the people around you deserve. And, yeah. you know, for me, like when I was really suffering with this, I know that I wasn't a great friend. I was more on edge. I was more yes. negative. You know, I wasn't the best fiance. I spent most of the time thinking about myself. I feel bad. I feel yeah. tired. I feel like I don't want to go do this with you because I feel anxious. And that's kind of not great version to be. And if you don't step back and say, well, actually, it's not selfish. It's selfless. Because if you want to have enriching relationships where you're able to pour into other people's lives, you need to be the best version of yourself you need to have peace in your body and emotionally physically you need to have sort of homeostasis you need to be able to be able to give to others and I think when you have nothing inside of you you have nothing to give and so it is important to be proactive about it instead of waiting until you're destroying your relationship yourself and fix yourself you need to start as soon as you you know you feel like this illness is affecting your relationships and and get yourself in order and I feel like I've been such a better friend and a better fiance and a better family member if you will since I've started yes. to feel better because my conversations are upbeat I can spend time with people I can remember to text and ask how things are going like I don't know I just, I'm definitely a better person yes. when I feel better so there should be no guilt surrounding it and finally I just want to sort of finish with pe- how people can you know track you and uh, go on your social media and follow you and get involved with your hints and tips and reach out to you really because I think a lot of people can gain so much knowledge and not just inspiration from you uh well yes people can um, find me on Instagram at that healing feeling um my website is currently under construction um but you can access my website via my Instagram. I say it like yes. that because my URL is going to change, so I don't want to um, yes, the URL, of course. but if anybody wants to reach out Instagram, direct message me or they can um, email me I, I um, post all about the practitioners from all over the world so yes. um, I post just the services and the products that have helped me get through and you to build on that I love other people who are in similar positions or even different and just um, 
want some encouragement or understanding of course yeah definitely and a lot of people do just just kind of like to reach out and like to have someone that they can find comfort in and relate to so I really really appreciate your time today Faith because I think you're amazing and I think you're so inspiring and and thank you so much for being a wonderful guest well thank you so much for having me it's been so fun chatting yeah you've been a delight thank you so much and we'll talk again soon sounds good have a good one thank you bye bye wasn't face just amazing you can reach out to her and follow her on all of her social media platforms i'll have them all in the description and yeah thank you so much for listening stay tuned because we have some great guests coming on season two and thank you so much for your ongoing support